Welcome to the Below the Line podcast. My name is David Duggan, and I'm one of the members of a team made up of experts from the worlds of business, elite sport, adventure, and health and well-being. We are coaches, mentors, and advisors to some of the world's biggest companies and organizations, as well as smaller businesses, entrepreneurs, and people looking to make their mark in the world. Whether it's leadership, business, coaching, health, or just life in general, we're really talking about performance, our ability to show up as brilliantly as possible into all of these situations for ourselves and those around us. Each week, I sit down with a member of our team to discuss a performance-related topic connected to their area of expertise. We keep it short and sweet so that you can extract all the good stuff and get on with the rest of your day and hopefully put some of our knowledge, experience and expertise into play for yourself. This week, I am talking to my colleague Ian Kingston about the topic of re-emerging from the pandemic. For some of us, this is an exciting and welcome opportunity to reclaim parts of our lives and routines that we have sorely missed over the last 18 months, while for others, it poses a very different set of challenges and emotions. Ian tells me about what some of these key challenges facing the people, teams and businesses he is working with right now are, as well as the advice he is giving to his clients to manage both themselves and others through this period of transition. You can subscribe at www.belowtheline.ie where you can stay up to date with our podcast as well as exclusive online events and sessions. Thanks for listening and see you next week. I wanted to talk to you about this because of the conversation I had with someone in another organization where they were arranging a meeting with someone they hadn't seen for 18 months due to the pandemic. And this person's first thought was, God, what do I wear? Because I haven't been in the office in 18 months. And this was a precursor to a conversation about how do we get people back into the office and just this theme of re-emerging. And I'm seeing it you know, with this particular example, but with your coach and kind of performance and consultant hat on, I'm sure you're seeing it in lots of the teams and the organizations you're working with. So I wanted to ask you, you know, what do you see as being some of the key challenges facing lots of people, anyone, leaders, people in companies as they reemerge and have to get back out into the world again? Yeah, uh, it, it's gas what came up, isn't it? it? The first thing I would say to anyone listening is, if you're going into the office, make sure you don't go in in your pajamas, like, because that's the challenge. Is people are <laughs> literally they know what top to wear, but I've been walking around in my flip flops, my slippers, my shorts, my sweaties. You know, um, yeah, it's and it's it's a sense of coming back into the world. I I have a mixture of people literally gagging to get back to interacting and. Um, and a sense of being a part of something. And at the same time, there's almost like a trepidation around going back to what was a normal. And the trepidations are around time, timeliness, travel. Um, and we're amazing as humans in what we can get used to. So like, this has been a long time. It's 18 months, like, you know, people know how long it's been, but it only takes 21 days to form a habit. 
so people have got into a whole new set of habits and uh, a lot of it unconscious to ourselves <laughs> and now that we've been asked to to do things differently again it's like oh right i thought i thought i'd been you know unconsciously i think i've been the same and then i start to look and go well i have a different way of getting up and i have a different way i was with someone this morning who has lost two and a half stone uh in the last year and they lost two and a quarter of those stone in the last six months since they've gone back to the office one of those stone now there's a lot of there's a lot of measures in that one of those stone was a direct covid stone so so two years ago they would have been a stone and a half heavier during covid they went to two and a half stone heavier um and the whole point was that because i went back to my office i was in a different routine a routine of exercise that I couldn't seem to get into from home and when I was at home this is this client told me this morning at home I say to myself I got to wake early and I got to start something and invariably I turn it over whereas when I had to go to the office it's a different thing I had to get up to go so it just prompts it prompted me into a whole different mode of action and the other thing they were saying was then, and I'm away from the mid-morning, mid-afternoon munchies. And that's everything from cookies to crackers to chocolate to, to extra cups of with sugar in. Back in the office, there was less people there because most people are out. Um, there's less distraction of teas, coffees, a full larder, a full fridge. So I'm back to eating square meals a day. I have a breakfast. I have a very moderate lunch because I bring it with me. And uh, because again, during COVID, there wasn't many places to go to for lunch. So it's pre-packed. And then I have my dinner. So what it said to me and what it just exemplified was the challenge we have of getting into routine and being in routine and how, and how we've been conditioned for years, traveling to and from work to have routine. Um, and this is what I hear all of the time so for, for lots of people the routine might have worked out well being at home um, as someone said to me again only this week you know what part of me didn't get uh, I was talking, this was yesterday morning I was, I was actually for a walk with a client and he was saying that he just couldn't wait to get back to the office and they've been organizing and galvanizing the staff to get back to the office and he said that uh, a huge part of it for him was it takes him 40 minutes to get to the office and 40 minutes to get back from the office 40 minutes to get there and probably an hour to get home and he said that was my gearing up time and my decompressing time and he said that time has expanded into work time and straight from work to family so i leave my home office and i'm at the dinner table i'm at the homework table i'm right in with the kids and he said like you know it's a first world challenge but i'm right at the end of my tether from that from not having the breaks and uh that's so so the re-emerging is going to be a mixture of people realizing that some of the mundane 
task and routine of getting to and from can actually be really valuable time if used properly. So the time I'm in a car or I'm on a tube or I'm on a subway or I'm in a train, you know, if I use that time correctly you now and listen to a podcast and listen, you know, listen to a book, listen to my favorite music, that I can actually gear myself up and I can wind myself out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing you talk about people who are saying, look, I, I can't wait to get back. And what are you seeing or hearing from people who are saying, you know, I can't do this again, or I, you know, the thought of this is um, making me break out in hives. Yeah. I'm, and, and what I'm hearing on, on that level is the blended offer has to be in play. So I can't do this five days a week. I have no intention of doing this. So it's not, it's not even a can't, it's a won't. I have no intention of doing it. So a lot of the people I work with are the owner director types who are saying, we're experiencing that we have to, we have to be flexible. We have to be different. The world has changed. And much as it may annoy us that we can't just say to people, turn up and let's all get together and work like, the world has changed irrevocably um, and that's that's a big challenge so I would think nearly all of my clients are talking about before year-end having tested coming back to to their offices by way of any, anything from 30 to 50 percent of people coming back to the office and coming back generally for anything from between two to three days a week, but not being rigid on that. But the aim is that by the new year, it will definitely be blended, but teams will have worked out what two days they're spending at home or what two days they're spending in the office. And as, and as a, an owner said to me yesterday, and they're not going to be Mondays and Fridays, like, this isn't going to be a ghost town on a Monday and a Friday. We're not turning this into a four day week, even though it's two days working from home where effectively it's not. So it's going to be, yeah, teams configuring how we can do this in a blended way, in a way that the business, the business works. Um, so I think most, I think nearly everyone that I, I've experienced from a client point of view knows that it can't just be full on all back. Um, so for those breaking out in hives, you know, don't fret as what I would say. It's going to be, it's going to be a blend. Yeah. And for people who are having to, you know, lead out that process, what are you advising them to do? Be flexible and be open because again, as a leader said to me on Monday, nobody on the planet has done this before. So everybody is in discovery. So there's nowhere to go to say, what did you do when you encountered this the last time? Or how did you manage this? Like this event has been, you know, in, in, in world impact, as another guy said to me, this has been bigger than Jesus. And that wasn't to be religious or to be blasphemous. It was to say that at one time it has affected everybody at the same time. So this hasn't been a growing thing. It hasn't been a, a creeping on thing. This has been once in a lifetime at the same time, everyone's stopping. So what I'm experiencing from those having to lead it is 
we're taking we're looking and taking stock of what's happening around us where most people have listened to government advice whichever jurisdiction that's in and said well that's that's where we take our lead from and then we're looking for best practice around that recognizing that no one has done this before so best practice is how are those who used to be flexible in terms of people in and out of their office how are they operating anyway or what did they do in the past that we can learn from now to make it work um so what like a very simple thing that one of my clients came up with was uh she said we have if if we went on current guidelines uh it's two meter distancing and that would mean that if I have 300 people on the floor of my business, I can have about 45 of them back maximum. She said, like, that's just not worth doing. Um, if it's one meter, we can nearly treble that. Um, but she said, whichever way it's going to be, we've if a very simple thing we'll be instituting is wristbands. I said, we have three color wristbands for people coming back to the office. Green for those who are willing to high five, give a kiss in the cheek, a hug, sit next to someone and integrate. Yellow, for those who are a bit more cautious, very conscious of their distancing and abiding by the absolute guidelines. And red, it says, do not touch. And there are no questions then as to, are you vaccinated, jabbed? What's your opinion on any of that? It's this is how you play it. So we'll abide by the rules and we'll then have a very simple traffic light system that's visible to everybody by what they wear to say to what extent they're abiding by the rule. I, th I thought that was fantastic, really simple. Yeah, yeah, really great suggestion um, for just getting over the, getting over that particular hump um, and something that leaders in other organizations could absolutely be adopting forgetting about leaders because we're all people at the end of the day but um you've already mentioned don't be worrying for people who are thinking about like it's not i'm not going back to five days a week but just more generally for people re this idea of re-emerging you know what are you would advising the people you're coaching to be thinking about or doing or to be how, how are you advising them to approach this or phase it oh, gosh it's it's so simple on so many levels and what i'm noticing is that it's the simplicity keeps tripping us up and the lack of keeping the simplicity in our lives. Um, so what I mean by that are being conscious of what it is feeds your soul on a daily basis. So as I said, like the traveling to and from work was something that someone hadn't realized was part of my, my decompressing and my, my getting ready to. So, so for right now as you re-emerge what are you what are you doing to your life so i was talking to someone today and she said uh yesterday i was a bit overwhelmed and what i've realized is i was attempting to do personal stuff in the middle of my day and i was organizing personal stuff so i'm living in my apartment in the middle of london and i'm trying to organize a carpet cleaner to come in and do stuff and i'm doing that in a two minutes between a zoom call and i'm left on hold or I was coming back and I'm freaking out trying to get back onto my Zoom call or be on my Zoom call and do it. And she said, like, it was just simple stuff yesterday of putting order on how I go about things. And she said, like, so, so 
as a result of conversation we had, it was like kind of, so this is what I did and I got rid of lots of stuff. And now I've lists of stuff that was impacting on me that I do from five o'clock onwards. I have put order on when I do my exercise and it's first thing in the morning because I was trying to fit my exercise in maybe in the evening as well. But actually first thing in the morning is when I do a bit. So the re-emerging was like, find a routine and create the routine that actually suits me and make that happen. I'm, work, I'm working that to a way that says, you know, and what I'm finding as well, for me personally, because I've come back to my office in the last kind of four months um, and, and come back to offices, and I've been pleasantly surprised and somewhat blown away by the difference that simple variety in your day makes. So, so I was working from home for the last couple of days and the difference from working from home when you're not stuck at home is phenomenal. The difference from working from home when you know that you're working away two days later is phenomenal in your head. So I'm saying this to anyone who hasn't yet experienced it in terms of the re-emerging. There is a phenomenally positive impact to the variety that it creates for our brains as well. And just having to think differently in terms of like, oh, tomorrow I'm getting up to get my train. So it's different. But two days later, I'm gonna to get to work from home again. So actually not having to get up for the train after two days is a pleasant surprise again. So whereas what I heard a lot of people say was like the groundhog day of not having to get my train every day was driving me insane. But now that I'm faced with having to get a train again, it's kind of unedging me and I'm slightly unhinged again. But I also know that when I didn't have it in my life, there was a weirdness to it. I know, you know, whenever you've coached me or been advising me on, on things, one of the themes, and I know this is common to a lot of your work, but is non-attachment. Don't get overly... Um, uh, wrapped around the axle of the of the outcome trying to stay as non-attached as you possibly can is probably a good way to try and approach this or, or be would that be your take absolutely and again stuff that we talk about all the time is like being conscious of your story and becoming conscious of how you carry your story so like what's your story around travel what's your story around being back at work what's your story around around any of it so we'll hear you know I'll, I'll hear this every day where people say things and they don't realize it's their story but it's actually how they're bringing themselves so i don't like doing this why is that well i've told myself a story that when this happened i don't like our whatever the extrapolation of that is so being conscious being conscious of how you're bringing yourself to this being conscious of the anxiety you might be causing yourself by looking into the future and projecting the worst of it to happen, how it has been, how it was. So in terms of re-emerging, setting your intention for how you want things to be, how you want your life to be, now that you're re-emerging from this and being conscious of what was it like for you before the pandemic so being conscious of like i didn't have a lot of time or i was being stressed or i didn't have time for it 
no, how do I want it to be? So it's a phenomenal, it's just a crazy opportunity for all of us in life to reassess and make the best of any situation for ourselves by way of creating how we want to come about it. So most people are going to be in a position where they can pick the type of days that they go to the office. You know, most people are like, so, you know, and I'm taking this as, as office-bound people, but lots of people are going to get an opportunity to see and have already seen that they don't need to be there all the time or that they can do their business in a different way. But I also know that, you know, lots of people I know from the outset of this have said, like, everybody thinks you can get away with not doing what we used to do. But the reason we used to do an awful lot of what we did was because it suits us as humans, as in the connecting, the being together, being in the same space, having someone to bounce off of, grabbing the energy. So I know loads of people who've started work, started new jobs in the last 12 months, and they've never met any, you know, they, they, they were lucky enough to meet someone physically who was handling an interview on behalf of the business, but they haven't met their line manager, they haven't met their peers, they've met them on Zooms, but they haven't physically met. Um, I know people who've been brought into senior, senior, senior positions who are in the middle of merging and, and acquiring businesses and they've never physically met the people they're doing this on behalf of. And then I've met people, and, and, and I know of plenty of people who've gone for, and taken internships and gone from interns to being fully employed or have changed employment. And they've never met anyone. They've never seen an office. And, and I know from talking to lots of these people re-emerging when they've got into offices. So again, lot of clients speak to clients in London where they've, you know, and I'm thinking of young people who were never in the office and they were slightly anxious about going into the office. Not because they were afraid of, of COVID, they were slightly anxious about how they perform and who did, who'd be around. And, and then they've got in there and it's like, oh my God, the office, not alone is the office amazing. It's like, oh, the connection is phenomenal. And, and it's like, it's amazing to meet people and people who've been very nice on Zoom are even nicer in the flesh. And, and, I, and questions I couldn't ask on Zoom because I had a sense of who they were from Zoom as they've tasked 10 times easier in an office environment. So I've loved it. And it's kind of like, and I get to work from my apartment as well. How cool is that like? So is your advice for anyone, whether you're, you know, champing at the bit to get back or nervous is, well, what I'm hearing from you is, first of all, look at the story that you're carrying about this whole period that we're in right now. Is that the, is that the first place to start for people? Absolutely. And is this happening to you or is it happening for you? So how are you bringing yourself to this? You know, so, so this, this could be happening to you and oh my God, I'm having to go back to work and I'm having to look at what I'm wearing and maybe I'm not fitting into what I'm wearing as easy as I did or, you know, oh, I have to get back into traffic. I have to get back on tubes. I have to, you know, whatever, or it's happening for me. Oh my God, the world is opening up again and, and I'm getting variety back in my life and I'm going to now get to experience true variety. Yeah, that's a great place to stop in. Thanks a million for that. That was great. Absolute pleasure, David. Great time.